This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Championship Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, James Vickers. Um, joined by Jake today. Um, jump straight into the the results from last weekend. Obviously, first round of, of games in the Championship. A lot of sort of surprising results. Um, so I'll sort of jump straight into them. Friday night, we had Luton Town drawing 3-0 with Middlesbrough in their first game back in the Championship, which I'm sure we'll get into shortly. Moving into Saturday, Barnsley beat Fulham 1-0. Charlton went to Blackburn and won 2-1. Birmingham went to Brentford and won 1-0. Millwall, fortunately for them and uh, unluckily for me, beat Preston 1-0. Louis Sheffield Wednesday had a good 3-1 win away at Reading. QPR went to Stoke and came away with a 2-1 victory. Swansea City beat Hull City in Grant McCann's first game in charge in the league for them 2-1. Wigan beat Cardiff City 3-2 and West Brom went to Nottingham Forest and won 2-1. Moving into Sunday, uh, just the one game, Leeds United went to a uh, much-fancied Bristol City and uh, picked up the 3-1 victory there. Um, sort of going to you first, Jake, uh, are there any games in particular that stood out for you? I know looking down the uh, the results there as I'm reading them out, there's you know a whole host of games that could stand out for any reason, but is there any in particular that you want to focus on? Yeah, I think it was a, quite a surprising first weekend of the uh, Championship, really. Uh as a as somebody who does an accumulator, a lot of the ones I picked went the opposite way, which is as always on the first day of the season, you don't want to come up. But I thought the uh, the first game of the weekend was really good. Three all, that's the perfect start to a season. Uh, a newly promoted club, and obviously Middlesbrough have got their new manager trying to move away from that Pulis style and to score three goals does show that there is going to be more attacking intent with Middlesbrough. Obviously, probably disappointed they didn't go and win that. Um, they had a missed penalty, um, which would have just put the result beyond doubt but good result for Luton uh, I thought they they played quite well they stuck to the sort of style that they had in League One that was so successful uh, still not sure if Graham Jones will be able to maintain that over the whole of the season I think it's going to be a slightly different style as we move on uh, but they played very well and it was just a really really good game and, and if that's a, a sign of things to come you know it's a perfect opening game you don't want the first game to be nil-nil and this just had goals and it had uh, drama had penalties, had everything, errors. It was it was just a classic uh, championship game, and and it was really a a great way to start the season. So that was one of the ones that um, caught my eye. I think another one uh, would probably be the Barnsley Fulham game. I think people didn't really fancy Barnsley um, ahead of the season. In the predictions I did, the prediction pod we did, I did say I thought they were going to be a lot better than predicted. Thought that Daniel Stendel was a very very good manager, and he showed it here. They were just they went toe to toe with Fulham. It got more shots in. Uh, obviously, got the goal. Um, just played very, very well. Uh, and and looked and the players that they've brought in this summer to replace those that have gone out. I thought Anderson was very good. Uh, the goalie, San Rad Radling, had had a good game. I thought um, Malik Wilkes looked really good uh, down the left. Who was obviously very good at Doncaster last season. So this looks like they're gonna 
going to carry on where they left off. And I think they're going to be a really, really exciting team to watch. And to beat Fulham on the opening day um, with the stars they have in their team, Kearney, McDonald, Johansson, you know, that midfield was quality a couple of seasons ago uh, in this division. And to, to out sort of, I wouldn't say they outplayed them, but they were well worth their win. And, and as I said, got more shots in and just weren't shy of, of going toe-to-toe with Fulham. And a lot of clubs won't do that. Uh, but Barnsley showed... On Saturday, that was possible. So that for me, I think they're the two games that really stand out. I thought the game on Monday was quite good. Derby and Huddersfield is quite a good game um, with two brilliant goals from Tom Lawrence. But um, yeah, it, it, was, it was just a good opening weekend. What, what game stood out for you, James? Yeah, I was going to choose uh, two different ones. I'm glad you didn't mention the two that, that I was going to go for. I um, First of all, the, the Leeds game on, on Sunday away at Bristol City. Um, I thought Bristol City, you know, they've, had a decent transfer window and many were tipping them as, as you know, like a, not necessarily a dark horse, but one of the teams that can get into the playoffs this season. And for Leeds to go there, I thought compared to last season, I thought Leeds would struggle a little bit. Obviously they've lost a few key players, you know, Kimar Roof looks like he's on his way out to, to Holland. And a lot of Leeds fans seem a bit sort of downbeat, obviously, as we're recording this now, day to go in the transfer window. So, you know, a lot can change in that 24 hours, but, I thought they were a little bit short of firepower in the forward areas. Obviously, Patrick Bamford did struggle at times last season for them. Um, and for them to go there and, and you know, win a, a difficult place to go, Ashton Gate, you know, really control the game from the outset. Um, Hernandez getting that goal midway through the first half, you know, sums him up to a T. Fantastic finish on his left foot. And then for him to get that, uh, the, the assist for the, <clears throat> the second goal as well for Bamford, you know, great run, knocks it past the Bristol City defender like he wasn't there and, and, you know, put it on a plate for Bamford. So really impressed by Leeds. I, in the predictions, you know, had them finishing in and around the playoffs, but I didn't think they'd push the top two as, as great as they did last season. So great start for them. I think for them now, obviously, with that day of the transfer window left, if they can get another another forward in, you know, an extra body to, to give Bamford a bit of competition if, if Roof does end up going, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be key for them. Um, so that'd be the first game. The second game for me, maybe a bit of a weird one. Um, you know, I thought when we did our predictions pod the other week, um, I thought QPR would, you know, have a, a decent-ish season by sort of comparison to where they finished last season. And, you know, for them to go to Stoke on the opening day and win 2-1 in, you know, a game which they rode their luck at times, but Jordan Hugill, you know, when you sign a new uh, striker, especially, you want them to hit the ground running, scoring the first goal inside the opening 10 minutes. And, you know, they, they thoroughly deserve that win. The the second goal, you know, early in the second half that, that Eze scored, you know, seeing the replays back on that, you could put that goal in, you know, any sort of compilation video and, and you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better one over the course of, of the weekend. A great team goal and then the composure on the finish to just drag it to the side of the defender as well. Um, so, you know, really impressed by QPR. I thought, you know, their business, as I mentioned in the transfer window over the summer, it's been pretty shrewd. They've not, you know, splashed a lot of money, but they've brought in sensible players. You know, obviously, we mentioned Mark Pugh, a lot of experience at this level, and Jordan Hugill as well, as I've just mentioned, former Preston player who, you know, looking at how bad we were on Saturday, I would have loved to have him back. But, you know, all the best to him, and I think QPR will have a, a very good season, you know, by their standards over the last few seasons. So they're the games in particular that stood out for me. Are there any sort of away from individual games? Are there any individual performances, Jake, that, that stood out for you over the course of the weekend? Yeah, I briefly touched on it uh, in the games, but I thought Tom Lawrence was excellent for Derby. 
uh, we spoke in the preseason pods that we were a little bit uncertain on how they were going to replace uh, the creativity of Mount and, and the goals of Wilson. Well, it looks like Tom Lawrence is about to step up because he had probably his best game in a Derbyshire. He was at the centre of everything going forward, um, had six shots during the game, um, was a constant menace to the Huddersfield back five. Um, great second, I think the first goal was great, the finish of Dinko over the keeper, but the second one was even better, just a, a goal out of complete nothing, and that is what he can offer to a team. And now he's at 25, time for him to, to step up, and he's ready to really become the key man of this Derby team. Um, and under a manager like Koku, I think that's just really exciting for Derby fans to uh, to watch as the season progresses. Um, I thought um, for Millwall, I thought Connor Mahoney was really good. Uh, sorry, James, you probably <laughs> probably agree. You probably had a better view of it than I have. I've only seen highlights, with, but as you were at the game, I'd be interested to get your thoughts in. But I thought he was quality, um, sort of just could be one of the best signs of of the transfer window they they've got him up for peanut they've brought him in for peanuts he's only 22 um he's going to provide such creativity and, and dynamism down that wing for for Millwall. he looks such a good fit for that club and you know at the age of 22 if he if he continues to play like that uh, and has a solid season he's he's only going to make Millwall a lot of money in the future because he he just has so much talent um what do you think of him at, at the game James as you were there did you think he had a he stood out in in person as much as you did on, on the sort of highlights packages. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I thought he was their best player on the day. Um, you know, tore us to, to shreds at times. Um, you know, the goal that they scored, bit annoying. Uh, our keeper, sort of uh, paper wrist, it was straight at him and ended up punching into the top corner. So great finish by our keeper, but... You know that's the uh, the look that you make when you're playing well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the, the player that stood out for me most. Um, obviously, you touched on him a little bit as you were uh, sort of your going through your games of the weekend was Malik Wilts. I thought he was fantastic for Barnsley. Um, got a couple of mates who are Doncaster fans who you know I went to a few games with them last season, and you know he was always impressive every time I saw him last season. And and you know for, for him to make that step up from League One into the Championship. Against a team like Fulham, you know, who we we all sort of tip to be one of the teams in and around the uh, the automatic promotion places come the end of the season. You know, great for him, and you know, considering how long he was on loan at sort of Doncaster from Leeds, I'm I'm surprised that Leeds actually let him go. They, it's one of them players that they you know are crying out for, especially after losing Clark to Tottenham. Obviously, he's come back on loan, but you know, there for when he does go back to Tottenham next season, you know, you've got a, a ready-made replacement there uh, in Malik Wilt. So, 
surprised that they let him go, but, you know, did fantastically well for Barnsley. And I think he's going to be, you know, one of the, the breakout surprise packages of the season. Um, you know, playing in a team like Barnsley that, you know, no disrespect to them, aren't one of the, the so-called, like, bigger names of, of your Fulhams and your, your Leeds United in the in the Championship. I think he can go a bit under the radar and really have a good season and, you know, attract... Um, sort of a, a lot of um, sort of bigger clubs in the, the transfer windows to come. Um, but obviously moving on from the games at the weekend, I wanted to touch on probably the most notable championship signing there of, of this summer. Um, Wayne Rooney going back to uh, to England, leaving the MLS and going to Derby County. And a move that, depending on who you speak to, is a little bit controversial. Um been a Preston North End fan. We're sponsored by the same uh, company that Derby are, 32 Red. And, you know, there's a lot of talk that um, they funded the majority of the, the move to get him into Derby. Um, so a lot of, you know, Preston Leeds fans, for example, who are sponsored by that same company are a little bit disgruntled that, you know, they're promoting Derby in a way where they're giving them, you know, that vast sum of money. And then you look at the likes of us where we're lucky if we get a free ticket competition on Twitter often, which seems to be the extent of their promotion for us. So a little bit controversial in that sense, which obviously I'd love to get your thoughts on, Jake. But on field, I think, you know, when they got in Ashley Cole, for example, last season, you know, that experience head around the dressing room really helped them. And I think Rooney will do exactly the same, you know, seeing on Twitter and then highlight packages. He, he still, you know, was delivering consistently um, over in the MLS. So for, for him to come to Derby, I think, you know, he can be a real sort of handful for the championship defenders this season. Obviously not as quick as he as he once was when he was at Manchester United, but what he has got now in the way of experience, you know, will, will substitute that pace and, and that explosivity that he used to have and, you know, really see him settle into that Derby side as a, as a key player for them and then to have him off field as well as, you know, working as a player coach, I think will be fantastic as well for the uh, the players around the club. So interested to get your thoughts on that, Jake. How do you see him doing at Derby and do you think he'll be a success there? Yeah, I think... I. It's an interesting one. I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be joining until January, so we're going to have to to wait to judge him a little bit. He's obviously one of the best players this country has produced in recent years. He's obviously a legend of the game in this country. Um, any club would have taken him, really. I think any club really outside of the top eight or nine clubs probably in the in the in the country would have would have fancied having Wayne Rooney for a little bit, even if it's just for the for the sponsorship um, and the the merchandise and the, the, the commercial side of it. Uh, as we've seen with Derby, they've got the, the record-breaking sponsorship off the back of it. Obviously, that is factored into paying uh, a portion of his wages, you suggested, because uh, Derby could not pay the, the 100 uh, grand that I've seen floating about somewhere between eighty and 100,000. Obviously, Derby couldn't, couldn't pay that without getting into financial fair pay problems. That's going to coming through the sponsorship um which is a bit of a weird one really i'm not sure I, i'm quite a fan of it um i mean the way they'd say it is that they've just because they've got wayne rooney they're going to pay more money to the club for the right to be their sponsor but it is really them paying for wayne rooney to come to the club which is it's a little bit strange but there's a lot of strange things that happens in football that i disagree with um the the mendes stuff with wolves was, was one of those, and this is another one. It just shows that the uh, the way the game's going uh, a little bit. But I think he's going to do well for them. I think he's got uh, probably a lot more to offer on the pitch than Ashley Cole did. 
uh, and as a coach as well, you can offer that that experience that he has. I didn't really ever really have Rooney down as somebody that was going to coaching, so it's interesting that that's something that is interesting to him. But um, I think the 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 biggest thing that worries me, uh, and then the BBC Sport had an interesting article on it earlier today, talking about um, sort of how big gambling's coming into the game and the sponsorship arrangements um, and, and the effect that can be having on on people that are obviously taking in football on a daily basis. Uh, the Gambling Commission have said that sponsorship agreements can only be undertaken in a socially responsible manner um, and deals shouldn't be likely to be of a particular appeal to under-18s. Well, I'd say this one is probably a deal that is geared to... That it's going to be very, very appealing to under-18s. So it's be interesting to see if anything comes off the back of it. Um, but for Derby, it was a no-brainer for them. I think any championship club would have taken this off if it had been offered to them. Um, and obviously, it's been offered to Derby. So um be interesting to see how he goes there. But it, for me, it's the, the gambling connection and, and, and the money that they're now putting into getting Rooney to the club that is the worrying bit. Um, that's that's the big part of the story. It's not the actual Rooney coming to play in the championship itself. Although it does show the, the exposure of the league and how big it is becoming. Yeah, I completely agree with you in terms of uh, the, the on-field and, and the off-field there with the gambling as well. Um, in terms of, though, a player who has got probably a lot more to offer on the pitch, um, obviously just at the start of his career, um, you know, big sort of success story for Brentford last year. Um, I'm talking about Neil Morpay leaving and going to uh, to the Premier League to to Brighton um, a couple of days ago as we're recording this. In terms of Brentford now, um, Jake, obviously losing your, your key forward from last year, how do you sort of see them going? Do you think that they can sort of rely on the likes of Watts, Watkins and Canos to deliver those goals that that he did last season? Or do you think that there is room for them to to bring in a player now. Obviously, they've spent you know a, a decent amount of money this season, but obviously with that money now coming in for more pay, do you think that there is room there for them to go out and, and potentially buy another forward? And how do they sort of replace those goals going forward if they can't, aren't able to bring someone in? Um, I wouldn't worry too much about Brentford. Um, I think they've continually shown their ability to go out and bring in players to replace those that go out. And they like to go, um, go on and sell those for a profit, um, and then just continue developing. Um, it seems to be the way they're doing it. They've, this summer they've brought in £35 million, uh, so far, according to transfer market, and, and that could go up if Ben Rama goes uh, to Aston Villa, is rumoured. Hopefully that won't happen, because I think he's probably their most important player, uh, and obviously didn't play on, on the opening weekend. But um, even without all these players, they did pretty much batter Birmingham City uh, in the way they did for many teams last season. Uh, Birmingham had one shot on goal, a 20-yard header, which found the back of the net. So <laughs> that seems to be the way of Brentford. They do seem to play really nice football and dominate matches, create all the good chances and don't seem to have a finisher, uh, which is why more pay going. It is a bit of a blow, um, but obviously it's it's in their business model and it's their way of developing and, and bringing in these cash reserves that they need to probably go on and be a Premier League club in. It's just a slow development that means they're going to sell their best players most summers, but they, they've got faith in themselves to go out and sign replacements. Um, one player to come in uh, already is Brian Embuemo, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right. He came in a couple of days ago around the sign, uh, time more pay went out. He's more of a winger, uh, but he is a very, very exciting player uh, by all accounts. A lot of people in France are surprised that he's gone to, to um, Brentford. So they've obviously got 
got him coming in, um, who could could add some goals to their front line. And I think they've been rumoured to a few other players, including Lyle Taylor, uh, who uh, who's obviously at Charlton at the moment. So I think I think they'll be fine. I wouldn't be surprised to see them bring in another one or two tomorrow. Um, but it, it is just the Brentford model, and and I. I think whatever the squad ends up as uh, at the end of, uh, by the end of tomorrow, I think they're going to be challenging up uh, up at the top six. I think they've got too much quality. I think that the players they've brought in, although I don't know a lot about them, I've just got faith in their recruitment that a lot of them are going to go on to be big successes. Like like more pay did during his time there, um, and yeah, they might not get in the top six, but I think they're going to be well up there and competing, uh, especially after the signing of Pontus Janssen. I think he just provides that leadership and. Um, defensive quality that they were perhaps lacking uh, and I wouldn't really put too much stake I wouldn't put too much uh, into their, their opening they defeat because they were much the better team and uh, nine times out of ten they would have won that game yeah I completely agree with you. I think in some aspects they're similar to, to Preston obviously buying sort of cheap and developing and then selling for a profit just annoyingly for, for Preston Brentford seemed to reinvest it and we carry on trying to do it on the cheap but um Moving into predictions then for for this coming weekend, obviously second round of games in the uh, in the league now. So Brentford, as you thought on there, you know unlucky to uh, to lose on the opening day at home to Birmingham. They face a, a tricky trip to uh, to Middlesbrough. Obviously Middlesbrough in that exciting uh, three-all draw away at Luton. Um, two very attacking teams. Sort of you know Middlesbrough showed that with uh, sort of their thrill draw on Friday night. How do you see that game going? Do you think Brentford can carry on that sort of possession-based attacking football when they go up to Middlesbrough, or do you think they'll find it a, a trickier game going up to the, the Riverside on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's this is going to be one of the more interesting games of the weekend. Um, I think Brentford are probably going to play exactly the same way uh, against Middlesbrough, and I think they could probably have a little bit more joy in Middlesbrough. were quite open um, against Luton. And it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of goals in this one. I think Middlesbrough could go on to be one of the better teams to watch this season, which is incredible um, based on what they they did last year. Um, recent form, Middlesbrough have had the better of this fixture. Um, last year, that they, they, it was um, they've got a win apiece, but in the last six, Middlesbrough have won three. It's been two draws, and Brentford have got the single win, which came at the Riverside last season. So it, they do have a can take confidence from that one um be interested to see what side Brentford put out if Ben Rama stays and he's probably going to play which is going to be a big boost um but yeah I think I'm going to tip Brentford um I'm going to go Brentford 2-1 just because I just, I, just, I am a big Brentford fan and I think Middlesbrough have got a little bit a little bit of way to go under Woodgate uh to gel and to really get to grips with it but I think it's going to be a good game and I wouldn't it wouldn't be surprised um, see it being a 2-2 similar to the Luton game but no I'm going to tip Brentford so I'm going to say 2-1 Brentford Yeah I'm going to go with Brentford as well and I think uh, for the same reasons you said obviously Middlesbrough taking a little bit of time to gel under Woodgate and it, it's kind of funny to me that you know they are playing that expansive football now and, and Woodgate being the new manager was the centre-half back in his day so you would have thought that they're their main focus, you know, with a, a defensive-minded manager who's like at the back would be, you know, to to build from the back forward. But it seems to be the complete opposite way with them. So I think Brentford will probably just sneak it. I agree with you. There'll be goals in this, so um, I'm going to go two one as well. Um, I think yeah, if Ben Rama stays, massive boost for Brentford, and you know, if they can get another body or two in as well, I think as you said earlier, they'll have a, 
a very decent season and you know be one of those teams who do challenge for the for the playoffs come sort of the the business end of the season um moving into the second game um to preview another saturday one it's the lunchtime kickoff leeds united hosted nottingham forest um obviously leeds got that that good win on the uh, the opening weekend away at bristol city Nottingham Forest, a little bit sort of indifferent. I know one of their goals were, uh, conceded was was a freak sort of goal, um, crossed in right from out on the right wing. Uh, and Murich, who we were linked with actually earlier in the summer, a uh, bit of a howler on his part, um, and it you know chipped him and, and went into the top corner. So wouldn't read too much into that, you know, a freak goal. But um, for the most part, then the game was you know pretty even with West Brom. So. Forest obviously needing um, to get back to winning ways, obviously, for a team, you know, with a squad like theirs and have the depth that they have, want to be challenging in and around the playoffs and Leeds hoping to, to build on that victory on the opening day. How do you see this game going? Do you expect it to be a, a comfortable win for Leeds or do you think Forest can go there and cause a bit of an upset? Yes, it's, your comment on Forest's squad as well, they've got an incredible squad. It's, they've got nearly like 40 first-team players in it, which is just ridiculous for for any championship side. Um I'm still not too convinced on their manager. Um, didn't see a lot of their game at the weekend, but I watched the uh, Leeds game and they were just next level. They they've taken their game to new heights under Bielsa, and it look they look like they, they're only going to get even better. They absolutely played Bristol City off the park for for the first seventy minutes at least of that match. Um, should have been should have been um, scored more goals. Um, they're just going to be sensational, and and I think Bristol City are a very good team, and for Leeds to go there and just play them. Like they did, um, I think they're going to be set. They're set for a really, really good start to the season. I think they're probably going to win this one as well, and it's probably going to be quite comfortable. I could see it being a two-three nil. I'm just really big on Leeds after that first weekend. I think they'll carry on. Yeah, I agree with you again. I think Leeds will uh, will pull out winners in this one. I think you know two 0 probably a fair scoreline to go for in that one. Um, you know. A little bit more firepower needed, um, potentially up front if Ruth does go, which seems daft to say, considering we're both tipping them to, to win quite comfortably uh, at the weekend, and also the, the fact they went to Bristol City and, and won three one on the opening day, which is testament to how you know good their squad is and how well Bielsa has them playing at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think Leeds will run out um, comfortable winners in this one, and then to cover the uh, the final game that we're going to sort of touch on for the weekend, um, I want to sort of. Go to two teams that you know. I'm I'm unsure how they'll do this season. Um, Birmingham and Bristol City. Obviously, Bristol City lost on the opening day. I thought you know they would have a good season. Um, thought they'd give Leeds sort of a closer game, but that was just testament to how good Leeds were on Sunday. And then Birmingham, you know, brought in some uh, some players on on decent money this summer. Um, a team that you know were challenging in and around the playoffs up until about Christmas last year when they got hit with that points deduction and that killed their season somewhat so do you expect Birmingham to be able to build on that victory away at Brentford on the opening day or do you think Bristol City will bounce back and uh, and go to St Andrews and, and come out with some some sort of form of win or, or draw um yeah I, I think Bristol City are going to win here um they're going to bounce back from that defeat against Leeds. Um, they were just unfortunate they had to play Leeds on the opening weekend. Birmingham, on the out of the hand, were very fortunate to get away uh, from Brentford with three points. I'm not impressed uh, with Pep Clotte, uh, what he did with Oxford, and I just can't see him being a very good championship manager in the long term. Yesterday, they they lost 3-0 to Portsmouth in the League Cup. Not their strongest team, but Portsmouth didn't put out their strongest team either, and they, they completely battered them. So, yeah. 
they've they've been played off the park two games in a row. Um, and I can just see Bristol City there going there and getting a win. I just I, I can think Bristol City will be up in that sort of sixth to to ninth slot again this season, compete for the playoffs. I think they're probably going to go and add another player before the end of the dead um, before the end of the transfer window. I think there's still a lot of quality in that squad. Uh, I rate Lee Johnson quite highly, and I just think they they'll go and get the three points there. Yeah, I'm going to slightly differ. I think probably a draw in this one. I think obviously, yeah, Birmingham have struggled in the opening two games. I think Bristol, with their you know the sort of the players that they've brought in, and same with Birmingham, it'll take them a week or two to to start to properly click. And I think you know. Birmingham, obviously, after those two defeats, will be looking for a, a response. You know, first home game of the season um, at St Andrews as well, and you know, wanting to put on a sort of a decent performance for the fans. So I can see them up in their game a little bit. I agree with what you said that I think they will, you know, find it a bit difficult going this season in terms of managerial appointment. But I think they may just raise their game a little bit. And obviously, Bristol City coming off the back of that. That um, that defeat by Leeds will be, you know, looking just to get some points on the board. So I'm going to go with a score draw in this one. If I was to, to go for a prediction, I'd say one all. Um, but with that, um, we're out of time. If you want to let anyone know, Jake, um, any social project you can you're involved in, and and any Twitter handles, anything like that, now would be a good time. Yeah, if you uh, enjoyed this, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jack with two ends. Obviously. Uh, feature on this show, I feature on the Premier League show, I did one of those on Sunday if you want to check that one out and I'm going to be hosting again this weekend on that one so yeah I'm pretty much all over the schedule <laughs> so you get, if you if you want my thoughts on the Premier League or the Championship you know where you can find me Yeah and you can reach me on my Twitter which is at underscore James Vickers um, more importantly you can find the show at Championship Pod each new episode is our pin tweet as well so give us a follow and you know Louis does a great job of running that page and there's plenty of stuff to get involved in throughout the week as well um, on that page. So definitely give us a follow and turn on notifications and you won't miss uh, an episode upload. Um, but cheers for joining me today, Jake. Um, you know, I can't imagine it will be long until we're both back on one again. So uh, cheers for joining us and we'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.